You have tuned into Breaking the Norm. I'm your host, Les Norman. Uh, my thanks today to uh, Jim Rome, and you've got some Major League Baseball coming up. But regardless of that, it's great to have you here, sandwiched between those two great shows. Uh, hope things are going well and that you're healthy and that you're safe. Breaking the Norm is presented by truckmovers.com since 83. The nation's leading truck manufacturers and dealers are trusting truckmovers.com to move their vehicles. Uh, could be one fleet of thousands, used equipment, finished vehicles right out of the factory, doesn't matter. Truckmovers.com has the capacity to get it done safely and efficiently, and it is the industry leading technology in the web services that track your vehicles online. So you're going to get the real-time reports and the metrics keeping you informed. So for a free quote, call 816-861-5444 or just visit truckmovers.com today. Nobody's going to move more trucks and nobody's going to move them better than truckmovers.com. Also, Aruka Institute of Healing, A-R-U-K-A-H, institute.org, Aruka Institute of Healing, removing the stigma of mental health. Great show today. We've got a really cool guest uh, coming up. There are a lot of things that if you're a regular listener of Breaking the Norm, that I have shared with so many of you um, as, as being a former major league player and living that childhood dream uh, to my love of music, to sharing my faith with you guys. Um, it, it's just been an honor over 10 years, 10 and a half years now that we've been doing this show. And I just want to thank all the folks here at our flagship station at Union Broadcasting uh, and, and so many others that have been so beneficial here at Breaking the Norm, 10 and a half, 11 years, and as just kind of getting a little bit, not emotional now, but, you know, you just take a trip in the Wayback Machine and, and you start remembering and seeing all the great guests you have. It truly has been an amazing blessing, and uh, my thanks to all of our incredible partners like truckmovers.com that have been helping us so much and uh, powering the machine that is Breaking the Norm, bringing you these positive stories in sports entertainment and music and business and all the all these great stuff so um one of the things that we talk about here you know when i when i share my faith is uh, we've had some actors and musicians come on the show before and our guest is uh those and more um she has been uh, on tv she has been in movies she has played acting roles uh, she's been a singer a tv presenter um, she's been a producer a director, a product endorser, a voiceover artist. She's done many things uh, across the board. Coming up is Kathy Lee Gifford. And I know you know that name because she's been around a long time. And there's some some cool and interesting things about uh, Kathy Lee. I didn't know as much as I've seen her on live with Regis and Kathy Lee from 85 to 2000, um, 11 daytime Emmy nominations over the years. Um, from 2008 to 2019, she was on the Today Show, which was the fourth hour segment with Hoda Kotb. And uh, they did that because during the fourth hour, she wouldn't have had to go head to head on a different station with uh, Kelly Ripa and uh, Ryan Seacrest, which is her old show. Um, originally was Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And by the way, when she came on that show, ratings went up 13 percent in that fourth hour segment. 13%. It went from like 1.9 to 2 point something million viewers. And so uh, that's really cool. And then in 2019, she actually won her first Emmy for the Today Show. So that's really cool. But some some things I didn't realize, you know, Kathy Lee Gifford is a, is a woman of faith, married to the late Frank Gifford, who's a former NFL player and sportscaster, eventually had CTE. They found that it was discovered he had CTE um, from all his days of football. Died of natural causes in 2015. Um, she's got a new book coming out. She had a, a new movie she just did. 
And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to wait to say it to our next segment, but this book is phenomenal. This children's book, she's been an author for, she's written a lot of different books, two autobiographies, but this is an amazing, amazing book. Um, so uh, we're going to wait to say that. Wow, what a gifted author that she is. Here's another cool thing and an interesting fact. She was once a vocalist on Name That Tune. That was one of the first, if not the first, game show ever watched. I watched like Price is Right and Card Sharks and Press Your Luck and, gosh, um, Password and all these great oldies, man, and Match Game with Gene Rayburn and all these great things. But Name That Tune was one of them, and she was one of the singers on there. How cool is that? And then... One Life to Live was one of the first soap operas I'd watch as a kid when I was in the house because my mom watched it. But then also Days of Our Lives, which was on NBC. She appeared on Days of Our Lives as well. So I think that that's very cool. So it will be uh, really, really cool and interesting to uh, to hear from, from Kathy Lee Gifford to talk about her book, her different books, her new movie that's come out, and what she has planned on the future. So I'm excited about this guest, Kathy Lee Gifford. So... Make sure that you stay right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Breaking the Norm. And has promised the the wonderful, the talented Kathy Lee Gifford is joining us. Before I, I let Kathy run, because trust me, I'm the host of the show, but you don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from her today. Look, uh, I gotta, I've got to set this up, okay? And I, Well, I don't have to because you already know as soon as I said her name, you know all the things that she has, has done. Actress, author, singer, songwriter, TV presenter, TV host, director, producer, uh, product endorse, endorser, voiceover artist. Um, Kathy Lee, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. And before you begin, I've just got one question. After all the things that you have done and are doing and will do, do you just need a nap yet? Oh no. Goodness gracious. Even when, I, even when I start to think, and by the way, hello, and thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely, hello. After, I've been promoting um, a couple of things that just came out um, at the same time yeah. uh, for the last three weeks. And at the end of the evening or the night, I just sort of crawl into bed, just so exhausted. And then I think, I can't do another day. And, and the next morning, bing! It's like the, it's like the, the dog. <laughs> Remember the dog in the movie Up? Squirrel. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I can't get, and I get excited, and it's all it's all based in my relationship with uh, with God. Amen. You know, um, it, you know, every day is fresh. He gives me a fresh cup of mercy every morning. He gives me a fresh purpose every day. Um, I learned that from a Paul Newman who taught me. You know, if you've got a if you got a pulse, you got a purpose. Mm, and, uh, and and uh, I and I. So I don't know every day what the day is going to bring, but I know who woke me up in the morning, and I know he's going to be with me the whole way through. Amen. So. That's so good. You know, Lamentations three twenty two and 23 talk about how God's loving kindnesses are new every morning, and yes. great is Precious his faithfulness. Is faithful. Great is his faithfulness. Yes. Yeah. That's the story of my whole life, Les, is his faithfulness to me, not the other way around. People think, "Oh my God, you've, you're such a you're such a bold Christian." You did it, and I just go, "Can I tell? Can we just cut through all that yeah. and let me know? Let me just tell you that everything in my life is because of God's faithfulness to me." Amen to that. And uh, yeah, I had a, a brother tell me this morning over coffee. He said, "You know, sometimes I have to be reminded that I'm not the fourth member of the Trinity." No, <laughs> <laughs> and that's so true. Well. 
Is he married? Because your person you're married to will often remind you of that. He is married, and so I'm assuming that he didn't think of that himself. He probably just came off a phone conversation with his with his bride. So I'm sure my wife does remind me, and so it keeps me in check. But it was interesting to hear him say that. It was both convicting and funny, and and made me remind reminded me that hey, I'm not alone out there. That I also have a bride, and someone else also has a bride that has the discernment, and will remind mm-hmm. us of that very mm-hmm. much. So. So, oh, well, I believe God has a huge sense of humor. Agreed. And, and, and I, I'd be dead without mine. I really, or else I'd be in Betty Ford Clinic, or I'd be <laughs> yeah. in Bellevue but, you know, in a straitjacket, or I'd be in prison because I murdered my husband. It's yeah. one of those three. I would be without that. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with that. And, you know, you talk about the sense of humor. You know, Jesus walked with, with 12 disciples daily, and you got 12 guys who aren't Jesus, yeah, they, I mean, there had yeah. to have been some kind of goofy jokes going on around those guys. There was a lot of flatulence, you know that. <laughs> you know. Yes. Oh, us dudes, unbelievable. And, you know, it's, it's we're all human beings. So, okay, uh, look, I want to be so valuable. This time is going to be so valuable. I just want to, like, grab it. I'm so glad that, you know, we're able to keep this. But um, Let's do a two-parter. Yes, we could do that. There I would love go. that. I would love that. There you go. See, you just you don't dream big enough. You, you, you don't dream big enough, honey. Well, I, I, I guess I mask it in the fact that I want to be sensitive because <laughs> I know people are on such a busy schedule. But look, if you oh, give I'm me the okay, I'm like, boom. Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Happy. So I shared this with you. We talked about this before we started the segment, but I want everybody to understand this as well. We've had, we've had rock stars and actors and actresses and biz, top business people and athletes and just people that were sharing positive stories. And I've had, I've had people on here you've read about or you hear about people that have written children's books. And so I want to start there. Your new book, Hello, Little Dreamer, illustrated by Anita Schmidt, um, produced by Kathy Lee Gifford, Tommy Nelson Books. Um, it, I want people to go, not just because you have been so gracious to be on the show. It is beautifully illustrated. But mm. I have to tell you, as I was reading this to my bride yesterday, it stopped us both in our tracks. Hey, with your permission, could I read one page of it? Of course. One I page. So hang on. I'm going to reach back behind me and grab this. Okay. All right. I got it here. Okay. This is just one page of this, and this book has just knocked me off my feet. My boys are 19 and 15, and just for a day, well, for many reasons, but I wish they were like five and three three or seven and three or something just so incredibly done here's just one of the pages i want to read to our listeners well the answer is simple it began long ago before you were born your dreams started to grow god planted these dreams way down deep in your heart some big and some little right from the start and he had a good reason to do this you see it's so you could become all that you're meant to be what an incredible message. And it, it just keeps getting better than that, or else it's just always that great the whole time. So first of all, congratulations on an incredible book. Oh, that's so book. sweet of you. Thank you. Well, I, you know, you're the first person who's, you know, been that excited about it. i got to be honest. Well, my, uh, my, my publisher's thrilled. But it's, I've written a lot of children's books, yes. and I always try to make them. I wrote, usually they're in rhyme because I'm a songwriter. And... Um, and I love to write them. They're not hugely challenging to me the way that so many of my books are. You know, I don't, I can write that. I think that Anita that worked much harder on this little book than I did. Her illustrations are beautiful. But when I was talking to my publisher about it, I said, you know what, there's so, they were saying there's so many books out there that are, for, that are um, 
you know, really good books for self-esteem issues for children right. and everything like that. Yeah. And I said, what, do you, what did you teach your children that you think made a difference in the way that they would deal with growing up in this world that's ever-changing and, and, and ever more difficult, it seems, for a child to, you know, sort of um, manage the landscape, you know? I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, and so, what, and I thought to myself, you know what, um, I think we've, I've always thought we ask children the wrong questions in life. Hmm. We think we're being sweet to them when we say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know? Yeah. And it dawned on me through scripture that the better question for us to ask young children is, what do you, what do you think God has already planned for you for your life? Hmm. What dreams did he place inside your little spirit when you were being made in that wonderful secret place in your mother's womb? And, and that, talk about self-esteem, you know, to think that God and Scripture says that God saw all of us before the dawn of creation. He imagined us. He saw us. Yeah. And he made us with, with excruciating detail, so unique. And, and for children to understand that they're, they're different, and that's a good thing. Everything about them is unique because God made them that way so that they could become all they're meant to be, as the little book says. But, I mean, when... And the other thing that that bothers me is sometimes, well, lots of times, is the the, word, the use of the word fear. Like in many biblical translations, it will say that uh, in uh, in the Psalms where David talks about you're in my one. I was wondrously made, wondrously and fearfully made in right. my mother's womb. Right. Well, the the word in Hebrew for fear is yire, and it's y i r e h. I may be pronouncing it wrong, but I, I know how to spell it, and I know what it means. It means uh, but it means different things depending on how it's used in, this, in the text. And 90% of the time in the Old Testament, it is, it, we have one word for fear, fear. You know? right. But um, no, it's as many, many different meanings and nuances in the, in the Hebrew language. And what it means most of the time is beyond awesome. It causes you to worship. That's, that's how great it is. Right. That's how awesome it's like when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. The word for that in the Greek is zoe, which means it cannot be contained. It's beyond holding back. It, it, you cannot contain it. Right. I mean, I just love studying the words in their original source because they're so much more descriptive and so much more powerful. So I wanted to get that point across with this little book, but in a way that children could understand the meaning, you know, because I don't, I never spoke um, gibberish to my children, although I did write one song called Sometimes English, Sometimes English Just Won't Do, because you know you got to make up words with your <laughs> right, kids. Right, right. But, but I don't like speaking down to children, and, I, you know, I don't think they should speak Hebrew when they're seven either, but right. you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, um, uh, make them think. Make them ask, what does that mean, Mommy? You know, um, and, and teach them. I, I love to teach. And, uh, and my kids are, well, my son graduated from Oxford University with his master's in screenwriting. I oh. taught him at least, yeah. Taff, not so much. My daughter <laughs> uh, went to, to uh, USC and, and never graduated, just like I never graduated. Why? Because her dreams were completely different than my son's. Yeah, And absolutely. God blessed them both. And, and when we force our dreams on our children, less, 
you know, uh, woe is us. <laughs> because right. we have no right to superimpose our dreams on them. Absolutely right. We're, we're to protect them and love them, but let God bring their dreams to fruition. We're just there to help them and guide them through that process. Absolutely. But never say, well, uh, you're supposed to be a lawyer like your grandfather was. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be this. Yeah, I, the, you know, I, I think that's a very treacherous road to take your children on. Absolutely agree. And, and, and Kathy, I remember when, when my son was in Little League, my oldest son, you know, being a former Major League player uh, known in the community, uh-huh. and there was a lady that was yelling, oh, here's the, the, the Major League, he's going to be a Major Leaguer. He was six and trying to hit a ball off a tee. And she kept going on the yeah. whole game, and I had to stop and say, man, please, please don't do that. And so I made that a point. Okay, if you guys like sports, great. Here's 20 of them. I'll coach anything. Let's just figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And do what you love. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and now my oldest son is passionate. He said this when he was 17. He's 19 now. He said this when he was 17 when he was doing, like, internships and, and, and shadowing uh, doctors and, and people in hospitals. I said, so tell me about the time today when you were in the hospital. He said, Daddy. He's 19, still calls me Daddy. I love it. Oh, my gosh, I love it. But he oh, says, I love that. Yes, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And he said, you know, Daddy, when I'm in the hospital— I feel like that's where I belong and that's where God wants me. And I was just, oh, my heart just exploded. And then this was what he said to me a couple of weeks ago. He says, you know, it's really cool that, you know, someone at work where his work found out that dad, his dad used to play in the major leagues and was making a big deal out of it. And he's like, Daddy, you know, look, thank you for not, for not, you know, just for just being yourself. Because I got to be honest with you, and I mean no offense, but to me, that doesn't impress me. You're just and always will be Daddy to me. Daddy, Daddy. And so, yes, and so that made me feel like, you know what, my bride and I did it right to help him find his own. First, his identity is rooted in Christ, and second, Uh his dream and God's dream, that's between those two, and I'm just here to support it and help him. Amen. Yes, I'm just here to help both of those boys. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I love the... the word in the scripture, it's Aramaic for for daddy, which is Abba. Abba Father. Abba yes. Father. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, as you were saying, I love that, you know, in John in Third John, I think it's Third John four. I, I'm not great about all that stuff, but it, it says, you know, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Mm, yeah. And that's what's happening with your children. And there is no greater joy for a parent. That's right. I mean, I oh, oh thank you, Lord, because I have many friends with troubled children. And the old, I think it's Yiddish, it says, you know, um, um, you're only as happy as your least happy child. Right. And it's, it's almost impossible to be joyful when, you know, when your children are suffering with, with addictions or, uh, or illnesses. Or, you know, I mean, we suffer with our children as God suffers with his. Right. You know? Amen to that. So listen, Hello Little Dreamer. It is a fantastic children's book. It is beautifully illustrated. It is so well written. Um, it, it is it just biblically based. It's just an incredible foundation. I've got a copy, and I'm going to keep my copy. I, I, you know, maybe one day you can sign it for me. But regardless, it's still yes, yeah, still wonderful and amazing. Tell the people, please, where they can find it. I think it's at all bookstores. I mean, great. Tommy, it should I, be. I, yeah, it's, yeah. They, Nelson, they do. They do just great work at, in, in promoting these things and you know my job is to write them deliver them on time and um all my books go to charity so it's not mm. I'm, I'm i'm i am getting rich off them but not uh, not in the way that some might think right yeah i get it uh, just hearing your reaction to it makes me happy and i the other day it was funny you should say that because um 
oh gosh, I came home from a very, very long trip or something. I was, I don't remember. I just, you know, the times when you come through your door and you go, oh, thank you, Lord, I'm home. Yes. And I don't have anything I have to do. No calls I have to return. I could just curl up, whatever. And I looked down and and a friend of mine had had brought two huge boxes in uh, from my doorstep and put them inside my my door. And I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. You know, you just immediately know. I opened them up. There were 5,526 copies of the cover of Hello, Little Dreamer. Wow. That I had to sign. Oh, 5,000. Yes, 526. I mean, I'm... Closer to six. They were supposed to have sent them to me last July so I could sign like 100 at a time, you know, that kind of thing. And and they needed them immediately because, you know, this was like a month ago. And the book's out today. Yes. so... I, I, all you do can do is pray. And you know what I thought about? (laughs) It literally took me two days. And both of those days, I got up in the middle of the night and just, and, and, and just sat and, and, and signed for another couple of hours and went back to sleep. And you know, you do what you got to do. But I said, Lord, I, I'll help me to visualize every single little child Hmm. that each time I sign it, let it be for that child. Let it be for that child. Oh, I love and it. And that—that's like that scripture that talks about whatever you do, do under the do under the Lord, and do it with great grace and right. gratitude. And I don't always live up to that list at all. Well, none of us do. I'm human, like everybody. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, well, what about a 51 year old that left the book and made him feel like he was like eight years old again? <laughs> <laughs> Does that count too? Um, well. Did you want to be a football, baseball player when you were a little boy? Well, I did, um, but originally, and this is a whole other show, a whole other story, but um, my dad was ultra-abusive, screaming, physical, horrible, horrible, nasty, all that stuff, part of my, my testimony. But um, one day, I just remember, I was not a baseball player, I was not an athlete, but I uh, remember, went home one day, dad was screaming at mom, all that horrible stuff. I didn't even want to go in the house, and I just remember driving by the baseball field and seeing a bunch of kids playing, and I just wanted to belong to something, and I was tired of the stress. So I went down there to watch. They wouldn't let me play for a month. Then they let me play eventually, fell in love with the game, and then fast forward, ended up playing in the major leagues and crazy, and God brought me to faith in him through professional baseball, through uh, one of our coaches. Oh, amen to that. So, yeah. Um, and I, did you ever have re- uh, reconciliation with your father? I, I did in my heart. He left when I was 12 and never saw him again. He ended up dying trying to, he was uh, just, the alcohol had ate him alive. And he was trying in the middle of the night so to cross sorry. a big road. And you know what? It's okay. God brought, the, I forgive him. And if I saw him again, Kathy Lee, I would hug his neck, say, hey, I forgive I you. Know. I love you. And yeah. So, but here's yeah. the deal though. And I tell people this a lot. You know, if I'm coming to Nashville to find you and I have a roadmap of Texas, at least the roadmap of Texas will tell me how to at least not get to Nashville. So it's a useful thing if we look at it that way. And because of what my dad did to me, if I if I have that bitterness in my heart, I would have repeated that cycle. But because God showed me his forgiveness for me, I was able to forgive my dad and become the dad I am to two Amazing sons who, first and foremost, love the Lord and walk in faith, and they know their identity is rooted in Him. And so I, I forgive my dad, and I miss him, and I love him, and I hope that at some point somebody was able to share Jesus with him and a faith in God. Um, but, um, yeah, I hold no negative, no nasty toward my dad, and, and I see him in my sons and how I'm able to treat them. So, 
that, there you go. That is, that's, that's the story. That's grace. That yeah. is grace. Amen to that. And it's the story of redemption, and that's what the, the scriptures are all. It's a love letter yes. to, to, God, to God's children. You know, yep. Jesus said, I did not come into the world to condemn it. I came to redeem it, yep. basically. He is the redeemer of all things. And and uh, and, and nobody, I've, I've seen so many miracles in my life, in people's lives. I mean, I saw the guy that was the butcher of all the, the Charles Manson murders, mm-hmm. Tex Watson, come to know Jesus. And, and when I met him doing a prison ministry, you know, you, you, I could never have fathomed that the, the, the human being that I met, full of love and joy and grace, was the person that committed these horrendous, horrendous evil things. He, but he was under the power of Satan at the yeah. time. He just was. He was under on drugs beyond belief and and all. And but only God, only Jesus can redeem somebody from a life like that. That's right. That's only right. Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, for all of our listeners, Hello, Little Dreamer, the incredible, wonderful, beautiful, amazing children's book is just go wherever you can find children's books. It's going to be there. It's it's wonderful and exciting. Please go ahead and grab your copy. Now we're going to transition. Um, but before I even go on to the movie, Then Came You, I got to let you uh-huh. know this just in case we run out of time. When I was a kid, okay. I was a game show kid and, and loved game shows. So were you really a vocalist on Name That Tune? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was was my big break in 1977. I had a really cute little Dorothy Hamill haircut. Yes, I do remember that. um, Yeah, and I was, was, they called me the La La Girl. Because, I mean, all I had to do, I had to learn five, 200 songs in five days. Oh, wow. uh Uh-huh, but I already had to do, no, and I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't have anything in front of me because the people were, were, you know, I had to guess the song. So I'd have, like, three dash two four, meaning... Uh, three bars of a two-four beat, mm-hmm. and I'd go. Da, 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 da. I go, born free. Yeah, but I couldn't sing born free. That was the song. I'd have to go, la la, and life is worth living, but only worth living when you're la la, right? Yes. Yep. And by the yep. way, that's what I did. Thank you for allowing me to hear that amazing, beautiful voice of yours. Because I would have felt <laughs> like a nerd. Say, Kathy, will you sing something for me? I never would have done that, but oh, it was it was not solicited, and I got to hear that wonderful talent of yours. You. Well, that's from talking for three weeks and not singing anything. So <laughs> you're very kind. Well, thank yeah. Well, thank you for maybe saving your voice up a little bit. So awesome. No, so I'm amazed. I'm just strong as an ox. I'm you know I'm Jewish. You know mm. we uh, we were we that's my heritage and it's my father's side of my family and. We were under, we were slaves for 400 years in in uh, Egypt, you know. Yeah. Uh, the world tried to destroy the, the Jewish people for how many centuries and centuries? And sometimes I just reach down into my inner Jewish. I go into my Esther, or I yeah. go into my Deborah, or I go into my, you know, Bathsheba, whatever. But whoever wants to come out that day, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I just love you even more. Just open your mouth, and I just love you even more. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Let me ask you, you are such a treasure. Uh, let me ask you uh, about the movie, Then Came You, starring Kathy Lee Gifford, Craig Ferguson as well. Elizabeth Hurley is in this. Um, yeah. Craig Ferguson, interesting choice. He does he does a great job. I love the skull in him. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this romantic comedy, very wonderful story. Was, was this based on personal experience? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, the, the Craig is, uh, I've always called him, I've loved him forever. I've always called him my favorite agnostic. 
Yeah, and uh, right. and my favorite my favorite atheist is 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 Ricky Gervais. I really love both of these men so much, and God puts them in my life. And most of tons of my dear, very dear close friends are not believers, but um, not yet is the way I always look That's at right. it. That's right. That's right. And uh, and he's a and but most people are seekers. And when in fact, let me tell you something. While, while we were shooting. This movie, and it's not a faith-based movie per se. It, uh, the Lord spoke very clearly to my heart, Leslie. He said, Kathy, I want you to write a movie about two people who don't know that I love them yet. Mm. Mm. And, uh-huh. Boy, that's going to resonate so with most people. Most people don't know it, and they're just doing the best they can. They're lovely people. They're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. They're sweet. You, you, you're, you're drawn to them. They just, nobody's ever introduced them yet to, the, to their Heavenly Father, to their Abba. Mm, I love that. Kathy, I'm going to interject something real quick right here, and I want you to hold your point because I want you to remember and go right where you are. But uh, no idea I was going to say this. No idea this was on my heart. But um, coming through a situation that has kind of put my heart at least on the, not the negative side, but but a little bit struggling lately, and and your heart for, for God and for people is so evident that I really feel like this is lifting me up and really spinning me out of some yuck right now. So I just want to say oh, thank good. you for being for being faithful and for be, just sharing this positively. There's obvious joy in your heart, and we know where that comes from. So thank yeah. you for that, because that's the stuff that puts down judgment on people, no matter what side of that line that you're on. So thank you for well, that. Oh, you're sweet. Well, you know... The truth is, this is what he said to me one day. We talked all the time, very deep things. We were making a very funny movie and a, uh, a little bit body movie and all those things, because I don't separate the secular from the spiritual. I never have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, I just in, live, in him I live and move and have my being. It's not in him I go visit once a week for an hour. Yeah. It's, that's, that's religion. I'm not the least bit interested in religion. Right. I want a full-time, everyday, nanosecond relationship with the living God. And that's that's what I make my life about. So anyway, we're having a conversation. We're waiting for lighting or something to be called on set. And he looks at me and he goes, and I'll do his, I'll try to do his brogue. He goes, Kevin, why do you, why do you love me or Ricky so much? I said, what do you mean? He goes, we're, 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 we're not good guys. We're not good guys. We don't believe anything you believe. Really. We're so different. Why do you love us? And I said, well, why wouldn't I love you? You're hysterically funny. You're wonderful to be around. I have great fun with you. You're smart as whips. I learn from you. And God loves you. So, and I love who God loves. So why wouldn't I love you? Mm. It's just so clear to me. And this is what he said, Les, and this just broke my heart. He said, we've never had anybody of faith tell us that they love us. Oh, oh. That, that just says that as and believers, I, we're not doing our job. And I said to him, then you've never met a person of faith. That's right. If they don't love you, they don't love God. That's right. And um, Love and, God and, and love and, people, and, right? Love God and love people. That's my Danny Goki. I was just wearing his jacket the other day. He that's was on the show God. a month ago. Danny is in one of my new oratorios. He sings his fine, fine behind off on this thing. Mm. He is brilliant in it. We're leaving for Utah to, to film it in a couple of weeks and. uh called the god of his word and uh anyway i'd done i'd done i don't know if you ever saw something called the god who sees uh with uh my dear friend um uh nicole kid uh, i've seen this i've seen one. this online yes yep. yes well now we have three more uh that i've written uh, with different people and 
and now we're I'm in the process of shooting those uh, for a, by Easter. We're praying that we'll have one and a half hour um, uh, basic oratorio with a four different oratories: the God of the How and When, right. the God of His Word, the God who sees, and the God uh, of of the other side. Basically, takes you through the whole. Bible and tells you God's love story with the Nashville Symphony Orchestra mm. and some of the most amazing artists. I have B.B. and C.C. Winans on it, Larry Gatlin on it, Lewis York on it. Oh, I'm leaving people out. Of course, Nicole, uh, uh, um, Jimmy Allen, and uh, gosh, so many, so many, and just incredible artists. I'm living in Nashville now. It's every day is a every day is a symphony, or it's a jam session, or it's a a recording session or a writing session with someone. It's oh, something's so going on with you. God. He he moved me into a spacious place. Less is what he did. It's wonderful. I was dying. I was literally dying of loneliness. Mm. And I don't mean like like it, the cliche of it. I knew I was dying. Mm. And um, uh, my husband was had been gone for several years, mm-hmm. and my my uh, children were gone. I could no longer even go outside and taste and toast. We always, every single night since Frank and I were, were dating, we would taste, I always say taste, so it seems like a taste and see that the Lord is good. We would toast the um, sunset. And then when our children were born, they came out with their little bottles and we'd toast the sunset. They got older, it was tippy cups. They got older, it was what, Coke, you know, whatever it was. And after, I tried to continue that after everybody was gone and I'm in this big, beautiful home on the Long Island Sound and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, but this gorgeous place of life uh, for 26 years had just become a morgue mm. to me. Wow! And I had I had to move, and I um, like uh, like uh, Ruth the widow. I had to get up and, and move to mm. uh, to the house of bread, Bethlehem. Yeah. And where did she, and that's where she, God just made her all brand new. Awesome. She was not only a widow; she was an outsider. She was a, an immigrant. You know, yeah, and well, uh, Kathy Lee, listen, I, I want to. There, there, there's a time thing we're working on, so uh, I want to let everybody know. Then came you. I watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's such a sweet rom com, and you got to check it out. There's, a, there's such. I love the story. I absolutely love the story. It's so thank cool. You. Well, yeah, yes, it ends up with redemption, but you got to take the journey with us. Yeah, yeah. Try not to condemn. If there's some language in it that might upset a few people. It's interesting. Uh, so few people have even mentioned it to me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, few. I, mean, I these wouldn't are not either. people that will. No, it's compared to what's out there. But I wanted it to be real people. And, you know, they don't say, gosh darn it. They just don't. Right. You know? They don't. Uh, and, and, and they sleep together before they're married. They do that. You know what? So did David and Bathsheba. Let's remember that. Yes. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, having having a hundred wives and three hundred concubines is not my level of life where peace would be kept. I'll just say that, and and not. It, I just found one that thought I was lovable. Four hundred never would have done it. So, okay, I've got to ask you one last question because we're, we're we're running okay. up on that time thing. Okay, so this was the question that uh, you didn't know was coming. So uh, Amazon Prime, you can go watch. Then came you, uh, Hello Little Dreamers, the book, wherever books are sold. Make sure you check those out, please. And you could just Google Kathy Lee Gifford, and you're going to find so much out there. You are going to find the great stuff that she does. Kathy Lee, you are continuing. It's been a crazy life uh, of highs and lows, joys and all the different things, and lost your late, great, uh, dear husband, Frank. Um, When you look in the mirror, not the physical, 
But when you look in the mirror, final question, tell me what Kathy Lee Gifford sees. Child of God. Mm, love it. Why did I know? <laughs> That's what, daughter, I daughter, daughter of the King. Yeah. Daughter of the King. Amen to that. Amen to that. Co-inheritor, along with every man that God ever created as well. Mm. Co-inheritor, daughter of Zion, daughter of Abraham. Um, the next time you decide... what he says about me. Right. You know, not Amen. Not what the world says. The next time you just want to sit and talk about Scripture, just let me know. Let me in on the conference call. I won't say a word. Just let me listen. Oh, I absolutely love it. Kathy Lee, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to hang up here from the segment, but I want to talk to you and give you the proper goodbye. Thank you okay. so much. Congratulations on the success and what you're doing out there. The movie is Then Came You. The book, Hello, Little Dreamer. The amazing, wonderful, godly, sweet, precious, wonderful daughter of God. And the multiple, talented, wonderful Kathy Lee Gifford is our guest. Thank you so, so much. I can't say it enough for being here. You are an absolute joy. You're so kind. Thank you so much. You've really, you've uh, you've blessed me today. I appreciate it. Thank Uh, you. And the feeling is absolutely mutual. You stay right there. And to all our listeners, join us for our final segment. That's Kathy Lee Gifford. I'm Liz Norman. We'll be right back with Breaking the Norm. Welcome back to Breaking the Norm, presented by truckmovers.com, also presented by First Federal Bank of Kansas City, knowing that you're spending today thinking about tomorrow. If it's a mortgage or a new home or anything else, let my friends at First Federal Bank of Kansas City help you, helping you know and showing you how to succeed through that process. It's what they do best. Visit them at firstfedkc.com or call 816-241-7800. Check them out on Facebook, First Federal Bank of Kansas City. Better together, member FDIC, equal housing lender. My huge thanks to Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh, gosh, what a joy. What a ball of energy at 67 years old and all the things that she has done. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, truly, truly a blessing. Um, man alive. I, we're going to try to have her coming up in December. She's going to have another book coming out. I'm going to try to have her back on the show for sure. Big shout out to my friends at Midwest Sports Productions. Visit playmsp.com or call 913-543-6116. Uh, for the the best baseball and softball tournament experiences for youth teams in the Midwest. And then also my friends at Team Exos, formerly BoostKC.com, now TeamExos forward slash Boost.com. Just 12 locations of the KC Metro taking care of all your physical therapy and sports performance needs. Uh, Thank you to all of you who are listening. Less at LessNorman.com is the email. Uh, at LNorman22 on Twitter, on Facebook, just me, Les Norman. But regardless, thank you so much for being faithful, for listening to all of us. Until next time, I am Les Norman, and you have been listening to Breaking the Norm.